0: I'm Laura, and this is Sorry I Was Homeschooled. Hey, Miss Suzanne, long time no talk. How are you? I know. What, at least two seconds? <laughs> Doing two, well. a, a good millisecond. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were really on such a roll last episode, but uh, we were kind of going over time. So we thought it might be good to um, save that topic of the pressure that, that, you feel, that I felt, Mm -hmm. um, from the whole, I'll be a world changer for God messaging for its own episode. Um, And I would like to just say, you know,
1: talking about the pressure that both the students and the parents felt,
0: Mm. I, I think is a
1: great thing to do because it really is. I mean, there's a huge pressure on both. But I would love to start Mm -hmm. with where we left off, Laura, because, you know, I look back and I go, okay, I wish I had not used the verbiage that I did. Uh, I wish I had realized how that was coming across and wish I had really clarified that to me, being a world changer really is about the small things. It's the daily things that you do. But I don't think that message is what our children heard. I don't think this. Is no, the way it's it not went. what
0: I heard. Yeah, to quickly recap in case um you haven't listened to the last episode or it's been a little while. Um I was sharing the messaging that I received specifically from the homeschool tutorial that I went to and from people around me in the homeschool world saying that um I was expected and capable of being a quote-unquote world changer for Christ. Um, And like I said last time we talked, 3.5 milliseconds ago, um, different people meant different things by that. But because I was a really earnest, trusting kid who had a lot of faith in the authority figures around me. I took it pretty seriously. I took it to heart. I took it pretty literally of um well, and you know, people around me were also, you know, very encouraging of my mm-hmm. gifts. Um which also put some pressure on me because the people around me were so encouraging that they were telling me, "Oh, you've got so such great potential to be <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, t- to be that world changer." Um because people saw my gifts and encouraged me to um, you know express myself in theater and music in um, my writing and my speaking and all of the all of the different things that I'm so glad I had encouraging influences in um, specifically at in that school environment, um, it It was a lot of it was a lot of pressure, and I don't think I even realized how much pressure it was until I grew up and realized that the kind of um rhetoric that they were using was really not something that I could feasibly accomplish,
1: yeah, and I think that you know, oh boy, it is one of those things that it's it's difficult in so many levels as a parent. so let me let me give the side of the parent for a minute. Our intent typically is not to put pressure on, but it's that balance of becoming an American Idol parent that you never wished to be. You know what I mean by that? I hate seeing on these Hmm. shows like American Idol and others where the kid comes on and they're like, Yes, my family believes in me. They've told me I've been the best singer, you know, all of my life and I'm amazing and I'm going to go to the top. And they sing, and you—
0: And it's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you wonder if they've ever recorded themselves. You wonder what they're hearing, because it's sure as heck not what you're hearing. You know, that whole thing. And so you yeah. don't want to be that parent, right? So you don't want mm-hmm. to um, encourage them as something you don't see a gift in. But if you do see a gift— You know, if you do see something they're really good at, you also want to encourage them, and you want to let them know, yeah, I, you know, I don't know, the sky is the limit. I don't know where it will be, and it really is a difficult. I think, at least for me, it's a difficult thing to sometimes balance. Now, you know, I have two of my three children are very involved in musical theater, and you know, there. are a lot of singers and you can be great. It doesn't mean you're going to make it, in quotes. Mm-hmm. So, balancing that well, wanting you to reach for something is difficult.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I didn't feel that any of that kind of messaging or any of that kind of problematic stuff was coming from my parents. Like, none of that was coming from my parents, it was coming from people outside my family. Gotcha. And I think a big part of that is because my parents have a recording, um, you know, musical background. Um, My parents have more of a media background, Mm -hmm. and so I think that they didn't see any reason to hype me up. Um, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, So you really felt
1: that pressure more from people who were around you within either the tutorial
0: or other. um, Or church sometimes. Um, But specifically at the tutorial, because it was um, the denomination of the church that the school was affiliated with uh, was Pentecostal
1: okay and and, and, there and I was have a lot to say this
0: on prophecy
1: <laughs> well, and I have to say I don't okay, now I've got to look up because depending on there is a very specific Pentecostal denomination um so I would say this was charismatic yeah, so I'm being wrong. yeah.
0: charismatic my my bad charismatic would be a better word to use charismatic, yeah, because Pentecostal can be a lot more um Pentecostal can be very conservative
1: mm-hmm.
0: And very Mm -hmm. fundamentalist, and I would not label this community as very conservative or very fundamentalist.
1: Even though now, I just looked it up, and technically, apparently, it is considered an evangelical Pentecostal Christian denomination.
0: Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't using incorrect terminology, but I do think that charismatic would probably give um, the a better impression, like a a more accurate impression. A little more of of what we think now. Of the culture. Yeah, agreed. Right. And charismatic, um, you know, there was speaking in tongues. There was a lot of prophecy. We had a lot of laying on of hands and of people receiving quote-unquote words for for the people that they were praying for. And a lot of the um, prayer and prophecy that I received and that I saw people around me receive was very much like, wow, you are so gifted and you are so awesome and we're going to heap a ton of pressure on you to be a cultural powerhouse for Christianity.
1: Wow. And so you were receiving that. I have to say, I know that, um, you know, I know that they had a chapel every morning mm-hmm. at the tutorial.
0: Yeah. Um, I well, that would have been once a week. Okay, and, and I don't think, and you I'm, went twice a week. I'm wildly misremembering. Okay. Yeah, so the classes were twice a week. I'm pretty sure we only had chapel once a week. Okay, so. But I might be wrong about that because I was a child. Right, and I'm a little fascinated by this
1: because I don't know that I realized wh- when you say that was happening. Um, I'm assuming that was during the
0: chapel. Um, I mean, we had different events and different okay, okay. special programs, because keep in mind that this is over a span of several years, right. So it's it's not like I constantly had people telling me, you know, walking up to me and saying, Oh, the Lord has told me that he's chosen you for a great work. Or right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was maybe, it was maybe a few times a year that something like that would happen. But I think that also people in that community over-spiritualized their compliments.
1: Mm. Oh, I can see and that. And what That's I mean by that,
0: yeah. And for someone outside the community who doesn't understand what that means, that means that you don't just think that someone is a good singer. You feel in your heart that God is going to use that person's voice to reach the nations for Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean it can't It can't just be, "Wow, I really enjoyed that song you sang this morning, right. It has to be in in this culture, it, the compliments would tend to lean towards uh, the not only the the dramatic but also the spiritualized. Mm-hmm. Uh, even and and you know what? I do believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Spirit speaks to us. I believe in the power of prayer. Um, you that that's why I believe that you have to be so careful when you claim your words as from god right
1: absolutely
0: and i and i do feel that in the in the circles that i was in um that claim was tossed around a bit too freely and you know, freely in a way that was harming uh harmful to me and damaging to mm. me because when i grew up i had these expectations mm. for myself that i could not reasonably meet
1: right and so do you think that with that I mean, I'm assuming, obviously, I mean, a ton of pressure, like you're saying, that you couldn't meet. So I know for me, that would make me both frustrated, it would make me wonder if I was a failure, it would make me wonder if I was not fulfilling my potential, it would make me wonder if um, I was lacking. Would you say all of those are relatively accurate?
0: I think that you're a more skeptical person than I was at that time. Okay. Okay. I, um, had complete buy-in. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think back. No, I didn't, I didn't feel any of those feelings in the moment. Right. I think that when it manifested was, um, in college. Mm. Because- college is when you have to pick a career path. And um, because I had been in this culture, and I was still hugely influenced by that, um, by the culture of the tutorial that I attended, even through high school, even though I went to public school in high school, because Mm -hmm. I was still in touch with so many of those people and even if I hadn't been friends and in touch with that community still, it had such a great influence on me because there were so many wonderful things about it. I held on to that part of my life through high school, and I held on to the things that I learned and the things that I was told, um, um, which is why I still kind of considered myself a homeschooler in high school even though I went to public school. Well, and
1: Um, it's interesting too because I find at least—I mean, when I think and I look back, even for myself, I think when you go to college, you realize there's a lot more people, and it's kind of that whole saying of a big fish in a small pond, you know. And so it's—yeah. So when you're in a small community, you really can feel smart and then you realize okay there there are other smart people you (laughs) know
0: (laughs) well yeah well and and, you know that was that was part of it um that was something that I had to get over Mm -hmm. um but you know what did that for me wasn't college it was having a mild traumatic brain injury Mm. okay because my identity had been in my intelligence before that, and yes. I had been planning to take all these AP classes in eleventh grade, mm-hmm. and then was told that I couldn't, mm. and I had to be in the standard classes, the normal track. Shock oh, horror! Oh, the horror! <laughs> I was with the dumb kids. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> mm. And so that that was kind of what made me get over myself, mm-hmm. um, but in college. That was when I had to grapple with, like, oh, there isn't, um, you know, what, what I envisioned as this grand, glorious path to my divine calling may not work out if I uh, – because, you know, I had a very specific career path in mind mm-hmm. that I thought the voice of God had told me to pursue. That's right. I forgot about um, that. Yes. And then I couldn't pass calculus. Right. Which was a requirement for the course of study that I wanted to take. And so I had a huge crisis Mm -hmm. over that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, you know, the fact that I thought that I had, I mean, I had a crisis of faith Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh, I thought I heard the voice of God telling me to pursue this career in STEM. And it turns out I'm actually terrible at math and science. Mm -hmm. Um. And I had to do a lot of digging into and questioning the, um, the theology that I had taken for granted. Even as far as like, well, this is going to sound a little callous, but how much does God actually care what you do with your life? Right, right. And maybe God wants us to be free to do things that make us happy. Mm -hmm. And maybe God wants us to be able to choose our path in life Mm -hmm. and um, that we are workers, we are co-laborers with God Um, and that that means that we can make a lot of choices and that we don't just have one predetermined path set before us that if you fall off it, that's it, you're done. So there was a there was a lot of theological stuff that I had to work through, but I felt terrible about it. I felt like my world had shattered, and I still I still feel a lot of insecurity because I'm, you know, considering going to grad school for um, a career path that I feel really comfortable in and really passionate about and really thrive in. Um, and I'm still, I I still. Don't always feel sure about whether or not I want to pursue that because I haven't gotten a bright neon sign from on high. Right, right. Yeah, go ahead. I've been talking. Well, a well lot. I was <laughs> just I, honestly, I was just going. Oh wow, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I what I was going to say is that I miss the security of thinking that I knew oh, exactly wow. what I was supposed to do. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm wondering if we didn't kind of set that up as a you know, like, we had you guys doing apologetics and all these things, but I sometimes wonder if we didn't <laughs> set you up for that in some way because we made everything seem very factual. Um, and I wonder if we yeah. negated some of the mystery of religion, some of the
0: mystery of belief and faith. Um. Oh, absolutely. You know. Absolutely, yes. I mean, right now, one of my— um. I'm absolutely loving right now um, Mythgard Academy's podcast series on The Consolation of Philosophy Mm -hmm. by Boethius, um, who, you know, if it sweetens the pot for anyone to go listen to this podcast, um, it's – first of all, it's spelled M-I-T-H-G-A-R-D, Mythgard – And um, Boethius, uh, his work, The Consolation of Philosophy, influenced C.S. Lewis a lot and J.R.R. Tolkien a lot. And it's this very um, balanced work that keeps in mind the goodness of God. You know, it's the whole like why do bad things happen to good people thing. But also the theology that I kind of ended up with was um, embracing a lot of the mystery mm-hmm. and embracing some of the chaos in the world, things that I can't control, things that are unknowable, and balancing that with the goodness of God. Right. I think that's really, really hard because you can't always have 100% certainty and security in your future if that's um, your stance on predestination and God's will.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, which we could go down a whole rabbit hole on that. But we're not going to. We're going to go back to homeschooling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, but, you know, it it does tie in um, because I think that um, the particular homeschooling culture that I grew up in Mm -hmm. and that you raised your kids in was very, very tied in to certain theologies. Right. Certain Christian theologies. So, you know, we'll end up talking about that. Most, um, but, like, you know, this yeah. isn't about I, – I, we, we can touch on the the breadth of homeschoolers' experience, but at the end of the day, you and I both have very specific experiences.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Whew, well, I'm all well worked up about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is understandable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all – it really is an yeah. interesting – You know, to look back and go and think through the things that you learned, the things that you taught, the things that you believed in. You know, I am a huge believer that none of us should be exactly the same we were 20 years ago. If we were, we quit Hmm. learning. We quit changing. And I had a wonderful uh, Christian author. I'll never forget one time. She's so phenomenal. And someone came up to her, and she said, I was so impacted by this book of yours. It made such a difference in my life. And she showed her the book, and it was one of the very first books she had written. Mm. And she thought to herself, Oh my word, no, please tell me no, because she no longer believed some of the things she had written in that book. And she didn't know what to say. yeah, so she didn't say anything, but later that night, she said she really felt like God said, look, I used that to get you where you are. Don't you think I'm able to use it as someone else's life? And I, that just really yeah. made a huge impact on me because, you know, I tell people what I believe now, but is that a guarantee that God is not going to grow my belief, grow my thoughts, grow my understanding. I hope not. You know, I'm hoping I will continue Mm -hmm. to learn and to change and to um, believe, you know, a a more full thing. And, um, you know, so that that to me is a part of growth. But it does mean, by the way, that when we're raising our kids that we don't have it all figured out. And that we don't know yeah. the things we should have shielded them from, maybe and didn't.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? I don't um I feel a lot of emotions mm-hmm. about the journey that I went through that I just described. I don't feel anger.
1: Mm. That's neat. Towards
0: Yeah, towards the people who were telling me the things that they were telling me. Yeah. Um It's more just that I had to work through to see the flaws in um in the culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what I ended up seeing is some of the flaws in the theology um undergirding that culture um, but you know i think I think I mourn um a lot of the pressure that i felt and a lot of the distress that i felt that maybe i didn't have to feel mm. um but i don't i don't feel angry at at the people who you know spoke those words over me because i do believe that they m- were meant to be encouraging right and it really truly you know you know how <laughs> Sometimes you and I joke that like, you know, your kids are going to end up in therapy no matter what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just make sure you <sighs> teach them how to find a good therapist. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. If you teach your kids one thing. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so overall, the my, my peers and my teachers and all of my the leaders at um, the tutorial that I went to were just so encouraging and so loving mm-hmm. and really just wanted the best for me and wanted to lift me up and wanted to see me be my best and just wanted to to see the best for me. And um, that really carried me. Through mm-hmm. a lot of hard times, you know, mm-hmm. it might have slightly overinflated my ego.
1: Right. Um,
0: but it gave having such an encouraging, positive environment in my middle school years, which I've worked with middle schoolers in a public school environment. Right. That's a rough time of life <laughs> to have mm-hmm. so many encouraging and accepting voices around me who were like, hey, that's neat. we love your energy. Not you're too hyper, right? Calm down, or wow, you have such a unique outlook on life. Not oh, you're weird. People, you know, one great thing about that school is that there really wasn't any bullying. Yeah, um, Which because really the leadership, mm-hmm. it is the leadership of that school went out of their way to make sure that the older kids were accountable.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we held
0: accountable to be kind and inclusive of the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And um, the the adults made sure that um, it was a positive, uplifting, encouraging environment. And since I think that they also had trust in us as the kids mm-hmm. to hold us to a really high standard mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: of kindness. Um, because I remember there was one kid in particular who I thought was pretty annoying, and only I remember the director of. Oh well, (laughs) I'm I'm thinking of one in particular, (laughs) but uh, you know how sometimes you just have one person who gets on your nerves, and I, um, you know because we'd gotten the talk in eighth grade from the director of the school that like, hey, I'm really expecting you guys to be kind to everybody and yeah. go out of your way to make friends with everybody even if they're not your favorite person. I went out of my way to be patient and kind to the kid who irritated me and we ended up becoming friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, that
0: that kind of thing made my middle school experience so much better. And I just felt so um, secure
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my own identity um, that it's very hard for me to be bitter or resentful towards those people.
1: I like that. And I think that's a great thing if we have parents listening to go, okay, you don't have to be perfect. You can be fallible. I I think one key, at least to me, is being willing to acknowledge that we don't get it all right as a parent and being willing to acknowledge that to our kids, you know, and to say, you know, let's help you find other people that you can talk with, whether that's trusted people, you know, in the family or community or wherever, but but always letting the kids know that they can find other support. I, I think that as yeah. you get older, that's an important thing. You know, to know. Um, mm-hmm. so well, love and that. I think
0: that that yeah. Well, and I think that for you as a homeschool parent, it's good for you to not have all the pressure be on you to be the sole support.
1: Absolutely, 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Because As any parent on any think, level, yeah. <laughs>
0: we need to be able to feel mm-hmm.
1: that. Totally agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you were kind of, you were part of that support network for me and you still are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how that started is that I had a good network of people around me and you were part of that yeah. network. And that's how we became connected in the first place
1: so amazing and um, look at a snail yeah. yeah yeah here we are i know oh so uh,
0: much- well i yeah well i think that's a good place to end the episode it sounds uh, good yeah i've been laura she's been suzanne and this has been sorry i was homeschooled see y'all next time <laughs>